Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us further commands. Earlier also, we learned some commands. And now from this ayah onwards, again more commands will be given. And you will notice how each command begins with, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ amanu, O people who have iman. And we learned in the ayatul bir, the verse that mentions bir, righteousness, that righteousness is not just about saying, yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe. Righteousness is not just about giving charity here and there. Righteousness is a constant characteristic in a person, which manifests itself in many ways. And part of that manifestation is obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in whatever that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded a servant with. So here we see some legal rulings being given. Some laws of the sharia that are being given over here. So what's this command? O believers, kutiba alaykum al-qisas. Qisas has been decreed upon you. What does the word kutiba mean? Kutiba is from kaf taba and kitaba is to write something. Kitaba is writing, which you should be doing right now. Hmm? So it means writing. And Kitab also means a book because a book is written. And it also means a command. Because when something is written, it's written, it's fixed, it's there. So this is a fixed command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A command that you must observe. So what is this command? That kutiba alaykum al-qisas. Qisas has been decreed upon you. Qisas is from the root letters qaf, sad, sad. And qassa yaqussu is to follow, to go after someone. In the story of Musa a.s. where Musa a.s. baby Musa was put in a box and the box was put in the river, the mother of Musa a.s. said to Musa a.s. sister that qussihi waqalat li ukhtihi qussihi qussihi means you follow him. So qassa is to follow, to go after someone. So qisas is to go after the murderer. Okay? What is qisas? To go after the murderer. Meaning, you don't just spare the murderer and let him walk the streets. No. When he's guilty of murder, then you have to go after him. But go after him, how? In what way? Qisas is Equal retribution. What does it mean? That you do to the criminal what he did to the victim. Alright? You do to the criminal what he did to the victim. So in the case of murder, what did the criminal do? He killed someone. So what is Qisas going to be? That the qatil, the murderer, is going to be killed. Right? That basically if he has killed someone, if he did not respect someone's life, then what will be done? His life will not be respected. If he violated somebody else's life, their right to exist, then his life to exist will also be violated. Otherwise, life is very sacred. Remember that. Human life is very, very sacred. Sacred as in, you don't have the right to take someone's life away. You don't even have the right to take your own life away. How could you have the right to take someone else's life away? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has that right to give life and to take it away. He has that right because He is the Creator. 
He is the master. And we are his servants. And as servants, we don't have the right to take somebody's life away. Remember that this is a rule. A very important rule. And so, when a person does not observe this rule and he commits murder, then there's a big problem. Because if he's committed murder once, what is he going to do? He's going to do it again. And if he's going to do it again and again, or if others are going to follow him, that if he can do it, we can also do it, then what will happen? Human life will not be respected anymore. People will be killed right, left and center without any fear. And don't we witness this today? I mean, how easy it has become for people to just pull the gun on others. Really. I mean, this is very serious. We see innocent people being killed all over the world. People have lost respect for human life. This is extreme selfishness. You see, where is that you spend on others? And here is a person who is so selfish that he will literally take someone's life away. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the law of qisas. So what is qisas? Legal retribution, which is equal retaliation, which is that the murderer will be killed, will be treated the same way that he treated others. Fil qatla. So qisas has been decreed upon you regarding who? The qatla. Qatla is the plural of qatil. It's the plural of qatil. And qatil is from qaf talam. Qatil is to kill. Qatil is someone who has been killed. So qatla are those who are killed. So for the sake of those who have been murdered, O believers, you have to observe qisas. Now, one thing before we continue, remember there's two types of murder. One type of murder is that which is deliberate, amad. Deliberate, where a person deliberately kills someone for whatever reason. And another type of murder is khata, accidental. A person didn't intend to kill somebody, but they accidentally killed them. Like in a car accident, alright? Yes? Yes, Musa salam wanted to help someone, and in wanting to help him, he had to punch the other guy, and he intended to just punch him. But his punch was so strong that the man died. Did Musa intend to kill him? No. He was just beating him up. That's it. To kind of move him away. Because he was stubbornly fighting with the other person. So this was an accidental murder. This verse is talking about deliberate murder. Not accidental. Accidental murder is discussed somewhere else in the Quran. Okay? This verse is talking about deliberate murder. So for deliberate murder, there is a law of qisas al-hurru bil-hurri what's the detail of qisas that al-hurru bil-hurri hur means a free person it's the opposite of slave so the free person bil-hurri for the free person wal-abdu and the slave bil-abdi for the slave wal-unsa and the female bil-unsa for the female what does this mean you see we have to understand the background the arabs at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam what they would do is that if someone from their family was killed, they would demand that multiple lives should be killed in retaliation, in revenge. Okay? Like for example, in one family, in one tribe, one man was killed. And that man was a free man. And the guy who killed him was also a free man, but not 
you know, that wealthy. He didn't really have much status. So they would demand that, no, you know what? We're not just going to kill the murderer. We're going to kill two more of your people. We're going to kill two more of your people. Because you guys are lesser than us. You understand? Or if a woman was killed, they would say, you know what? We're not just going to kill the person who killed her. We're also going to kill three of you. So if they thought that the person who was killed was worth more, they would demand more people to be killed in return. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say over here? That no, the murderer will be killed for the crime that he committed. You cannot kill other people. You cannot demand a higher or more numerous human life. You cannot demand that. Who is going to be punished for the crime of murder? The criminal, not his family. Not five more people from his tribe, not ten more people from his tribe. And this is a problem that existed so much within the Arabs that they would have battles that would result from such feuds. And those battles would go on for like years and years. You know, for example, there's a famous battle in their history which is known as the Battle of Burath. And it went on for decades. So much so that the Aws and the Khazraj, the local tribes of Medina, they were like enemies to each other. They had been fighting each other for decades. How did it start? It is said that there was a murder. So one human life was lost, and in result of that, so many people lost their lives. What does this ayah make clear? That for the murder, only the criminal will be killed. So al-hurru bil-hurri wal-abdu bil-abdi wal-unsa bil-unsa. This is the rule of qisas. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an exception. And what is that exception? That faman rufiya lahu, whoever is pardoned. Rufiya from the root letters ayn fa waw, afu is pardoned. So whoever is pardoned, lahu for him, min akhihi, from his brother, shay'un anything. Meaning, the criminal committed murder, and then what happened? The family of the victim said, you know what, he killed our brother, but we're going to be better than him. So we're not going to kill him in return, we forgive him. Okay? So this is the afu. So what's the law? That the criminal must be killed. But what if the family of the victim wants to forgive the criminal? Is that permission there? Is that allowance there? Yes, they may forgive. So the murderer who is forgiven by his brother. Now what does it mean by his brother? This is understood in two ways. One meaning is his brother, meaning the brother of the victim. Meaning his family. So the victim's family forgives the murderer. Another interpretation of this is his brother as in the murderer's Muslim brother. Alright? Because even if someone has committed the crime of murder, they're still Muslim, right? They're still Muslim. If they're Muslim and they committed this huge mistake, they're still Muslim. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us over here to not forget that about people. That even if they have committed a serious offense, a serious crime, a crime like murder, don't label them with that crime. And don't just focus on that crime. Look at the other parts of that individual also. 
and here, don't forget that they're still Muslim. Don't forget that they're still your brother in faith. So whoever is forgiven by his brother something, meaning they forgive him, they say, we don't want to take your life, then what will happen? فَاتِّبَاعٌ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Then a follow-up is due. How? In a way that is recognized. What does it mean by this? Then the criminal has to give the blood money. Okay? If his life is spared, I want you to write this down. If the criminal's life is spared, then he has to give the blood money. Okay? So let me give you an example. You can write the names down if you want. Okay? To make it easier for yourself. There's a guy named Zaid, for example. Now don't look for a Zaid here. I don't know if there's any, but don't look for him. Okay? Okay. I'm going to change the name. I don't want the Zaid to be bullied. There's a guy named Anas. <laughs> Is there an Anas here? Seriously? Okay. Rehan. Okay. Arij. Arij. Atif. Is there any Atif here? Okay. Good. So there's a guy named Arij and there's a guy named Atif. Okay. Arij kills Atif. Okay. Now what happens, technically, according to the law of Qisas, Arij is supposed to be killed. Right? But what happens, Atif's family says, you know what, this guy, he made a huge mistake, but we're going to be better than him. And we don't want to kill him. Hopefully he will learn from his mistake and he'll never do it again. So you know what? We forgive him. Okay? So they forgive Arij. But then, what does Arij have to do? He has to give the blood money to the family. What is the blood money? Blood money is an amount that the murderer has to give to the family of the victim. So Arij has to give that money to who? To the family of Atif. And it's a big amount. It's not like a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. It's a huge amount. So, فَاتِّبَاعٌ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Then this follow-up should be in a recognized way. وَأَدَاءٌ إِلَيْهِ بِإِحْسَانٍ And this payment should be made to him in a good way. Meaning now, Arij should give that money to who? To Atif's family, appropriately, correctly, on time. He should not keep delaying that come see me next year, come see me the following year. No, first of all, they spared your life, now you better do your part. You understand? So, فَاتِّبَاعٌ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَأَدَاءٌ إِلَيْهِ بِإِحْسَانٍ It should be handed over properly, correctly. Okay, what happens if the murderer refuses to pay? So for example, Arij refuses to pay. Well then, this is where the law or the legal system comes in place where they ensure that he hands it over. And if he doesn't, then he will be held accountable. Somebody else was raising their hand here? Yes. He's saying that if in Qisas you are killing the murderer, then you're committing murder. Isn't that wrong? That's the thing. You can't just go and kill anybody. Right? There's a legal system. So for example, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there was a proper way of having the criminals accountable. You don't take the law in your hand and just go and kill anybody because you suspect that they killed your family. No. You don't just go do it like that. Alright? And the second thing is that this is punishing the criminal. And this is mentioned in the Qur'an that otherwise murder is not permissible. 
You cannot take someone's life away. There is only a few exceptions. And this is one of those exceptions. Okay? Okay. What exactly is the blood money? It is fixed by the qadi, by the judge. From the sunnah we do learn some examples or from the previous rulings, like for instance, several hundred camels. Okay? Several hundred camels. Now, think of it as several hundred cars. How much would that be? Just $5,000? No way. Could be 80,000, 100,000, something like that. Okay? Even more than that. What if there is no Islamic legal system? Then what do you do? Like for example, us. What are we going to do? Hmm? You go according to the law of the land. Alright? But then also remember that don't misuse it. And don't take something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given you the right to. Like for example, if you want to forgive, then forgive. And if you want some compensation, then take the compensation that is being given. And if someone is you know, really proven guilty, then proceed with the lawsuit. Otherwise, you know, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to just give you what you deserve. But don't think that you can take the law in your hand. This is very, very important. Okay, what if the murderer cannot afford to give the blood money? Then what? Remember that him and his family are responsible. Okay? Him and his family are responsible. So his family has to help him give the blood money. Let's complete the verse. Now, ذَلِكَ تَخْفِيفٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ This is an alleviation from your Lord and a mercy. What does it mean by this? This is a takhfif. Takhfif is to lighten the burden. What is the takhfif over here? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the law of qisas and then He has also given the option of taking the blood money and there is also the option of completely forgiving the criminal. So this is a huge blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a mercy from Him how is it a mercy? How is this a takhfif? Because we see that in the previous laws that were revealed on previous prophets, qisas was only qisas. There was no option of giving the blood money. Meaning if a person was guilty of killing someone, that's it. They were going to be killed. They could not ask for forgiveness and they could not offer to give a compensation. No. If they killed, they were going to be killed. There was just one rule and only rule. But we see that in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the rule of qisas and then also the option to give the blood money. So isn't this a mercy from Allah? But whoever transgresses after that. What does it mean by this? He transgresses after that. This could be two ways. One way is that on the part of the qatil. Who's the murderer? In our story, it was Arij. So let's say this guy Arij, he's forgiven by the family. Alright, and they tell him, okay, you give us this much blood money. So what does he say? He says, yes, yes, of course, of course, I will do that. Thank you so much for sparing my life and I'll be forever grateful to you. And then what happens? He disappears. They cannot find him. He never gives the money. They cannot find him. He leaves the country. And that happens. So many times people commit murder and then what do they do? They run away. They kill and they go hide. So this is transgression. Now there could also be transgression on the part of the family of the victim. So in our story, the family of Atif. What could the transgression be? That they say to Arij, oh we forgive you, just give us a blood money. 
So what happens? He comes, gives the blood money, and then they kill him also. Right? It can happen. So whoever transgresses after that, Allah says, فَلَهُ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For him is a painful punishment. You can run away with your crime in this world, but you cannot run away on the Day of Judgment. And this is something we must all remember. That sometimes, what happens is that we make a mistake. You know, murder is mentioned here, but we make a mistake. Like for example, we borrowed something from the library and we're supposed to return it on time. And we don't. And then what happens? We're supposed to go pay the fine. So what happens? We just pretend like we never borrowed the book and there's no fine that is due. And we just run off. We don't pay the fine. We don't return the book. So isn't that wrong? We could run away here, but can we run away on the Day of Judgment? No. We learned earlier, truly righteous people are who? وَالْمُوفُونَ بِعَهْدِهِمْ إِذَا عَهَدُوا This is a kind of ahd that must be fulfilled. The next verse Allah says is, وَلَكُمْ فِي الْقِصَاصِ حَيَاتٌ And for you, O believers, in qisas is hayat, there is life. In qisas there is life for you, يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ O possessors of intellect, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you safeguard yourselves. What does it mean by this? You have life through qisas? Well, if you think about it, a guy killed another, and then he got killed in return. So is there more life or less life? Technically, if you look at it superficially, you see that first one person was killed and now two people are gone. Isn't it? But Allah says there is life for you if you observe the law of qisas. How? How is there life for you if you observe qisas? If you leave the criminal, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? He's going to kill more people. Right? So there is life for you, meaning there is preservation of life for you. Because this is the worst punishment that a person can be given, right? Capital punishment is very serious. It's very serious. It's very painful, very hard for people. Very difficult for us to understand even. Which is why there's always a debate going on, whether it's good or not. But the point is that if this severe punishment is given for this severe crime, what will happen is that people will be scared to commit this crime. This serious punishment will prevent people from committing this crime. They will not dare commit murder. And those who don't fear the consequences and do it anyway, then they're severely punished. You know, for example, you may have been hearing about really tough rules or serious penalties for people who are driving carelessly. Isn't it? For careless driving, careless driving means that you're using your phone as you're driving, there could be a tough penalty. Like for example, a big fine or your vehicle being confiscated or you lose your points, your insurance goes high, etc. Why? Are there such harsh consequences for it? Why? So that people drive safe, carefully. So, وَلَكُمْ فِي الْقِصَاصِ حَيَاتٌ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ O people of Albab. Albab is a plural of lub. And lub is basically the nut or the almond which is inside a shell. Have you ever seen an almond in a shell? You break the shell and you get the almond from inside. So this is lub. 
And from this, lub is used for the best part of something. Like for example, if you get a sunflower seed, you remove the shell and you take the seed out. Isn't it? You don't eat the shell. You don't eat the almond shell. Some people like to. But that's not the main thing that you want. The main thing you want is what's inside because that's the best part. So lub is the best part of something. And this is why lub is used for intelligence. Because the intelligence of a person is their best part. We think the best thing about an individual may be their physical appearance or it may be their cool clothes or it may be their family or it may be their, you know, something else. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, lub is used for who? People of intellect. And the intellect is the best part of an individual. So all people of intellect realize that in qisas there is life for you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you safeguard yourselves. Meaning when you will observe qisas, life will be saved. Life will be saved if you observe qisas. And if there's no consequences for murder, then what will happen? More lives will be lost. One final point about the law of qisas before we continue. Some of you were asking that if a criminal is punished with the law of qisas in this world, then will they be punished in the hereafter also? And the answer to that is that it depends. It depends on if they repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not. Remember that legal punishments are there for the purpose of expiation. Meaning legal punishment kind of erases the sin. But if a person is not feeling bad in his heart, himself, then the punishment is not going to help him. You know, this is similar to how if a person is proven guilty, he's sent to jail, but he doesn't feel bad about what he's done, what is he going to do even in jail? What's he going to do? Is he going to become a better person? Not necessarily. Which is why so many people, what happens with them is that they commit an offense, they get some jail time, and then as they come out, they repeat the same offense. Again and again. So they keep going back to jail. Not once, not twice, but over and over. Because they never felt bad in their heart themselves. So, when it comes to the law of Qasas, remember that this is an expiation, meaning it will remove the crime of murder, but a person has to do tawbah himself also. What Qasas does is that it brings justice in this life. Justice for who? For the victim's family. Because now the victim's gone, but the family should get justice, right? But remember that when a person commits murder, he's also committing a sin against Allah. He's committed a sin against people, and he's also committed a sin against Allah. And for that, he must repent himself. So if he repents, and then there is also qisas, then inshallah, he will be forgiven in the hereafter. Allah is indeed very merciful.